Hi, I'm Neil Headley. Thanks for hitting the snooze button. Nine minutes. My snooze button gives me nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze. 90 minutes. That's a snooze. Has, has anyone ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? Oh, I was exhausted nine minutes ago, but now, right as rain. Thank you, Gary Gullman. We get started with our first guest here on the Snooze Button Express, an officer of the most excellent order of the British Empire for his contributions to neuroscience. Say hello to Dr. Adrian Owen. The the question that I've decided we're going to start every episode of this adventure with is, how did you sleep last night? Actually, I slept pretty poorly last night. Really? Um, Yeah, it was my first, uh, first night back after a vacation, so I was in a new bed, in my own bed, for the first time in 10 days. Um, and I don't know why, but I was up for two hours uh, between two and four, um, just unable to sleep. But I've learned to uh, just get up and try and make use of that time in the middle of the night rather than lying in bed fretting about it. Talk to me about this, as you called it, the world's largest sleep study, because the main thing that jumped out at me was in terms of cognitive ability and performance, there is such a thing as too much sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about the, the, the study. Um, so, I mean, technically it wasn't the world's largest sleep study. Uh, there'd be many studies of hundreds of thousands of people where, you know, people filling questionnaires about how much sleep they do. What it was, I think, was the world's largest sleep study of cognition. So we were specifically interested in looking at how too little sleep actually was why we went into the study affects your cognitive function your memory your concentration your ability to make decisions to reason to do these sorts of things um we set it up on the internet we invited uh, it was a, it was in in collaboration with the bbc they ran a, a news item on it uh, and encouraged people to log in and do our tests um and then tell us a lot of information about their sleeping habits and really um what we wanted to know was, it was to answer questions like, well, you know, how much are people sleeping? And assuming that people are mostly not getting enough sleep, how, how is that affecting different aspects of their cognitive function? But you're absolutely right. We, um, we learned the answers to those questions, but we got uh, a whole lot more as well. So I'm um, just running sort of through them in the logical order, as you would expect, between seven and eight hours seem to be the the amount of sleep most people uh, should get. Those people who were reporting seven to eight hours were performing cognitively across the board better than everybody else. But over half of our sample, so this was uh, well over 10,000 people, over half of that sample were reporting typically getting less than six hours sleep a night. And that was associated with a cognitive impairment. Those people were not performing cognitively as well as people who were getting between seven and eight hours of sleep. Now, this is not uh, acute sleep, to use the the jargon. This is not people who just didn't get enough sleep last night. These are people's typical sleeping habits. So people would say, I typically get this amount of sleep. And it's that, that typical number that was associated with poor cognition and it went right down you know rather drastically so of course we had a we had 
some hundreds of people that reported only only getting about four hours sleep at night. Um, we're going to get to you eventually, I know. Oh. But, um, <laughs> these people that were reported getting about four hours sleep at night were typically performing like somebody who was almost 10 years older than they are. So, you know, I'm 53. Uh, cognitively, if I only get four hours sleep a night, I'm, I'm performing like a 63-year-old. So it's putting 10 years on you, which, you know, is... It's not something to, to, to ignore, you know, I think. But returning to your, you know, your original point, what was the real surprise to us was the too much sleep. So this was really a, a, um, what we call an inverted U-shaped curve. There was a sort of a hump in the middle between seven and eight hours where people were cognitively doing really well. But to the left side of that curve, uh, people would, you know, with less sleep were performing poorly, but also to the right side, people were performing poorly to about the same extent so you know if you were getting 12 if you were sleeping for 12 hours a night that was just as as bad for you as if you were getting four hours less uh than you you, you typically should so let's look at based on that and i don't i don't know if the research points in this direction but let's look at some hard charging type a who is remarkably successful in their life and their career despite the fact that they only get five or six hours sleep a night is there any evidence that suggests that as successful as they are and they might be looking at their own life and thinking well i mess with a good thing i've obviously got everything nailed why do i want to tweak it is there a still a whole other level that they could sort of, to borrow a term from earlier in the conversation, unlock by getting another hour or two of sleep that they don't even, they're not even aware of it yet? Yeah, I really like the way you framed that question because, um, you know, that's exactly the point that none of us know what our true potential could be, right? And, and we may all feel that we're operating. I'm sure this is true of those people who, uh, you know, are just getting too little sleep and it's really affecting their cognition they probably feel fine uh, they probably feel that they're doing as well as they could but you know just like those people you know that are uh, these overachievers that we're talking about perhaps they could do even better with sleep there's another nuance here that I think is really important and this relates to sort of earlier research that, um, or at least I can relate it to earlier research that I did on, on different aspects of cognition and the brain. And that is that not every aspect of cognition was affected in the same way. So too little and too much sleep really impairs people's reasoning ability. That's sort of one aspect of cognition. So reasoning is... I mean, it's a bit of an oversimplification to, to, to just lump it all under reasoning. But basically, let's think about decision making. And we make hundreds of decisions every day of our lives. And they could be really big, important decisions like, should I get divorced or should I buy that house or that car? Um, equally, they could be trivial decisions like, you know, uh, do I have time to drop by the store on my way to pick up my kid from school? Um, am I going to do this before that? Um, have I remembered to call the babysitter about, you know, th these sorts of things that, are, you know, everyday decisions and and plans uh, you know, that, that, that we all make, those add up to hundreds of things that you do every day. And decision-making, uh, as we assessed it through uh, through our cognitive tests, was was really profoundly affected by both not getting enough sleep and, and getting too much. Now, on the other hand, memory was almost completely unaffected. 
And I think people will be surprised by that because when a lot of people think about cognition, they think, oh, that must be memory. You know, you get Alzheimer's disease. We know that it affects cognition. People lose their memory. But there's a lot, lot more to cognition than simply memory. Although memory is an extremely important aspect of cognition. And it surprised us that memory wasn't affected. So, you know, what that means is if you, for whatever reason, uh, are only getting four or five hours sleep at the moment, um, you might not want to make an important decision like you know should i buy that car or should i invest in these stocks or whatever um but probably your memory uh will be unaffected i wanted to make sure that for the very first interview on the show i brought out a heavy hitter so thank you for being exactly that heavy hitter thanks for making time for this my pleasure thanks for having me on so much more to unpack in my conversation with Dr. Adrian Owen. You can get the full-length version of this episode at thesnoozebutton.com. It's an entirely different podcast simply called The Snooze Button, where every week the episodes are upwards of 45 minutes. Lots of information waiting for you at thesnoozebutton.com. Till we meet again next week, my name is Neil Headley. Thanks for being here. And hey, get some sleep, would you? 